Hey there, star stuff. Welcome to the Creator Being Podcast with me, your host, Hardest Ash Archambault. And we are here to experience and practice right here during this podcast greater levels of freedom of expression, freedom from perfection, and connectedness to the creative force of the universe. Woo-wee! And we're here to have some fun doing it because... We're here on this planet to reimagine a brave new world through the depths of our hearts. And how in the heck do we do that? Well, we got to move through our humanness and connect to the unknown in any single moment where we can experience the magic of creating something from nothing. So join me on an adventure to your own creator being self. Hello, friends. My fellow star stuffs, gorgeous humans, you. Today is about a deeper dive into moving through our humanness. It's a pretty broad term that I use. And so I want to unpack it a little bit. I recently heard a quote from Rain Wilson, which I think actually very much encapsulates what I am trying to say with moving through humanness. He said, we are spiritual beings having a human experience, and I couldn't agree more. And so this moving through our humanness is a way of describing that process, that journey that we all go through. Moving through humanness is about recognizing that our journey is always unfolding. We're never behind or ahead or lacking. We simply are here to move through each experience, role, developmental stage, relationship, situation, as a keen observer and feeler of our human body, mind, and spirit. And this process of moving through our humanness is our purpose, our collective and individual human purpose, how we move through our humanness and how we share it, that experience then becomes our legacy. How just akin to every other creature, we have to go through developmental stages like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly, for instance. You know, we all have to start out as this helpless, wiggly, sluggish, you know, um, little caterpillar that has to grow in size and then has to learn how to create a cocoon for itself. And then in that cocoon, it has to learn to basically dissolve what it once was to become something that it is truly meant to be so that it can fly and have a whole different experience as a butterfly. I mean, That's what it is also in our human experience, but I feel like we get lost in survival and stagnation. We forget that we're here to experience continual depths of the human experience, continual depths of our own frailty, continual depths of our own internal greatness and stepping into our power, which is inherently our purpose. And this encompasses everything. This encompasses our senses. This encompasses 
our intellectual development, our emotional development, our physical development, and our spiritual development. And also a very distinctive touchstone of moving through humanness for me is the constant choice of choosing curiosity over fear. And meaning curiosity of, of what it is that's going on inside of us. You're like, whoa, I just got really insecure inside or I just really felt exuberant or whatever it is. It's just recognizing I just experienced something internally. I want to get curious about where that's really coming from. I want to jump into the little rabbit hole inside and take a deeper dive because there's always the layers of cake to go through, right? Until you really finish the whole piece and really see a much greater picture of why you had this one reaction or this trigger or this response inside. And it's so multi-layered that it's, it's endlessly fascinating to choose curiosity over just going along with that feeling, particularly fear. We all are human. We all have frailty. We all have this subconscious mind and this separated sense of self, which people like to call the ego, that fundamentally wants to always protect itself and project itself onto others as opposed to this other choice that we have, which is not just going along with that caterpillar version of us inside or that monkey brain or that ego, whatever you like to think about it, but that really it's our choice, our duty, our privilege, our honor, our birthright to pursue the expansion of what it is we are meant to truly become. And we do that by staying glued to the now moment. Because if we are a caterpillar, okay, I feel like this is such a concrete way to visualize this. If we are a caterpillar and we're constantly worrying about when we're going to become a butterfly, we are going to not really be in the moment that will move us to the next moment, to the next moment, to the next moment, which will build upon what we need actually in order to become the butterfly, to take the next step, to, to make the progress that we naturally, organically are trying to experience. So, which is why being present and practicing being right here in your body right now, observing and, and accepting what is going on right here, right now, internally, externally, really is the key to all growth, all expansion, all healing, all joie de vivre of being a human. And yes, we, we have to investigate and get curious and take responsibility for our physical health and our intellectual understanding and developing skills. But I'm telling you, no amount of biohacking or exercise or diet or reading or listening to podcasts is going to give you the moving through humanness. It's they're, they're just experiences to have along the way, but what's really going to 
open the doors of your heart so that you can access the depths of your conscious and unconscious conditioning or give you the grace to lean into the unknown where you can find tremendous earth shattering purpose is allowing yourselves to be a loving witness to our humanness right here, right now, to move our bodies, to keep promises to ourselves, to explore what lights our hearts on fire, to not settle for survival or stagnation or recognize when we're stuck in fear and frozenness in our relationships and our experiences. And it's an honoring process of all of our perceived weaknesses and mistakes and imperfections and trials, which we vilify and demonize and we let them completely take us down, which is a part of the process too. But those things are never inherently bad. What they are, are our friends and teachers in different clothing. And I know that can sound really trite or like dismissive of people's pain and suffering. And it's really not meant to be that because all of us have a choice to find purpose through our pain or purpose through our pleasure either way, because anything can be made into a really sincere experience of moving through our humanness to greater expansion if we make that choice. Doing the dishes, I can be aware of my feelings while I'm doing the dishes and challenge myself to go against my resistance. Or I can be completely numb while I do the dishes and not feel my hands in the water and not complete my task or avoid the task entirely. It's how we relate to everything that we do in this moment that, that propels us forward or dumps us backward, really. It's, it's a choice in every single now moment. So I have a little treat today. It literally came through me. It's one of the coolest things I have ever written. It's this short story called Fish as the Ocean. And it is a story that is really like a, a transmission story of how it feels to move through our humanness from a, a more spiritual or mystical perspective. But before we go into story time, I want to start the practice that I wanted to offer today right now. So if you'll take a moment with me, and if you're watching this on video, it's going to be a little bit easier, but I'm going to try and describe this really well. I want you to experience yourself, your human self, your body as energy. There's a really easy way to do this. And I, I did this with kids all the time and they thought it was so cool. <laughs> I did too the first time that I tried it. And here's what we do. We stick our hands out in front of us. So your two hands are going to be parallel to each other, facing upwards, like almost like, you're, like you'd be clapping, but you're not going to clap. You're going to keep about a foot distance in between your hands. Okay, so your hands are a little distance apart here, and all we're going to do is move our hands with our breath. So here's how it goes. We're going to breathe in through our nose and bring our hands closer together, but not touching, okay? And then we breathe out through our mouth, 
bring them back to the spot where they started apart. Okay, let's do 10 of these breaths together, moving our hands in and out and see what we start to experience in between our hands. Okay, go ahead. Take a nice deep breath in, my friends, through your nose. And breathe out. <sighs> Expanding those hands. Bring those hands in. Breathe in. And out. <sighs> and it'll help you if you just soften your gaze in between your hands. Okay, you don't have to look at anything. Just that kind of blank space in between your hands. Let's keep going. Breathe in and out. In through the nose, out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Couple more times. In through the nose, out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth. One more time, friends. Breathe in and hold it there. And I want you to just gently pulse your hands and see what do you feel now in between your hands. To me, it feels like that sensation when you're playing with magnets, right? It's this kind of gentle bounce back and forth. I feel this little ball of resistance of energy inside. And look at that. That's literally the energy field that you just created in between your hands as you breathed. You are a vibrational being moving in a vibrational field of energy all the time. And this is a huge part of moving through our humanness, experiencing ourselves as this vibrational being, becoming more attuned to it, feeling it as our emotions, our energy in motion in our bodies. Go ahead and you can rub that ball back into your hands. Awesome. Thanks for doing that little fun experiment with me. So now we can let that go and I'm going to take you to some story time. And this story time is an opportunity for you to just sit back, relax and receive almost like a meditation or a transmission or just like a child would listening to a story. Just allow yourself to relax and be open. Take a moment to ground yourself wherever it is that you're at. Either stand still for a moment, feel your feet on the ground, or feel your bottom in your seat. And enjoy. Fish as the Ocean Once upon an ocean, there was a little fish who had many fish friends, family, and went to school to learn the basics on how to swim, how to find food, and how to get the best little fish house. Until one major, minor, ordinary, magical day, something happened. The little fish felt his fish body being touched by the sun. 
He looked upwards towards the sky for what felt like the first time, and he saw the surface of the ocean. He followed the hazy ripple from the ray of sun all the way to the surface. Unmistakably, the fish was in awe of this new place. Such new features to behold, where to look first? But his eyes and body froze as he was struck by a hot electric current and he felt in his fish bones that he wasn't a fish. He was the sun and the ocean and the electricity that brought him to the surface itself. But that moment didn't last long. The fish took a satisfied look at the sunset, then felt the depths of the ocean calling him back for dinner time. But over dinner, the fish didn't forget about his adventure to the surface of the ocean. He explained as best as he could to his friends and family what he felt as he melted into the ripples of the ocean and sun. As he told it, he wanted to feel it again. Though the memory of that sweet day quickly faded as the dog days of fishhood pressed into the quiet spaces of his mind. Just be grateful you have a fish house and a good fish life, his mother would say. Remember, you have gills and fins, and it's the chemical reactions of our fish blood that keep us alive, said his teacher. You always have the fish gods to remind you how small you are, so stay humble, said his preacher. And quite naturally, the fish found himself busy with darting here and there, gathering his fish food to supply his fish body so he could build his fish future, which he was pretty sure was going to be just fine. Until one day... He didn't feel like darting around, and something like an echo ushered him back to the surface. He didn't feel the sun, per se, this time, but he noticed the movement of the waves and how brilliantly they crashed and kissed the shoreline. He began to take his fish breaks at the surface and studied the waves. A part of him feared the waves, for they were clearly powerful and at times ferocious. But he reasoned with his fear and thought that if he studied the waves long enough, he could very well feel like he was the ocean again. He studied and studied, watched every day. Until one magical morning, he decided that he was going to try and swim in the burgeoning waves compelled by the moon receding at the break of dawn. He felt every cell of courage propel him into the darkest wave, and it was exhilarating for a moment to be in a swirling tunnel that carried him. But the walls caved in, and he was dragged, dragged, dragged very hard and wound up gasping for air on the sand. While gasping for air, he thought about himself dying right here in this moment because he was, in fact, a fish out of water. And he knew from his teacher that this is how you die. Why didn't he just stay in the ocean? Why had his stupid curiosity taken him here? 
But then the sun grabbed him with its warmth, and he was brought back fully to the pure sensation of the sun in his dying fish body. Another wave crashed onto the shore, and the fish was gently brought back into the kind shallows where he got his sea legs back, and rather efficiently, too. It was there in the shallows he experienced knowing. The sun had cued him, and he knew the waves had carried him to safety. He realized he needn't fear or fight the waves, but rather let them carry him to his next destination. And so it was. The waves and current took the fish to deeper water far away from his home. He arrived at a spot where there weren't many fish, but just enough to remind him he wasn't alone. He swam alongside a few schools and discovered a new current called undertow. It was stronger, fiercer, and much, much harder to see than the surface waves. He learned to sense the undertow, to feel its force as he approached near. He and a few other fish studied the undertow together and compared notes on how to look out for it and how to move through it when it took them by surprise or if they chose to be carried by it. He stayed there for a few years and thoroughly enjoyed studying undertow. But as fish fate had it, the black hole of all undertows grabbed him dragged him down, down, down to the depths of the deepest ocean. And for the first time in a while, the fish felt lost. Really lost, because it was so dark. Spooky, even. There was hardly any light or any movement. He began to curse himself for not knowing better and the undertow for being so destructive. But in this tantrum of self-torment, he was startled back into his new environs. There was an ominous dim light in the distance. Was it friend or foe? He didn't know because he was decidedly lost. The light came closer and closer, and the fish was shocked that this dim light felt completely akin to the sun he felt those many years ago. He could now make out the outline of this light, and it was another fish, brilliantly lit in the dark with a wide, winning smile for him. What a relief! His entire body softened, and he felt the ache of gratitude catapult him from his lostness. He encountered more fish with brilliant lights, and boy, oh boy, they looked nothing like any other fish he had known before. They swam differently and were so clearly guided by the light of their own lantern. When he met another fish, it was always a sense of delight to be in their company.
They sweetly shared light together on the journey through the depths. He soon began to feel the vast quietness of this deep, dark ocean. And as the quiet engulfed his senses, he felt a peace he had never before felt. No longer were waves, current, or undertow carrying him. Quiet was. A quiet dropped him off at the very bottom of the ocean. <laughs> he met the floor, the throne room of this vast empire of water he lived in. The floor of the ocean spoke to him through the quiet and showed him the bones and fossils of his ancestors and everyone's ocean ancestors lying stoically in the bottom sand. He had another moment of knowing, except this time it felt like remembering a story he had already lived. He felt every movement that happened down here was ancient, yet still strangely uncharted. He reached out and grazed a fossil, and to his pleasant shock, it, it turned to dust. It melted back into the floor as he touched it. He felt the rise and fall of the melting metamorphosis and touched himself next. Would he turn to dust as well? A vent of hot steam gurgled. The heat cut through the quiet. He went over to the vent and touched the hot sphere erupting around it. It didn't burn him. He knew in that moment he was no longer a fish. He didn't swim, look, or feel the way he ever had before. He was dust. He was heat. He was his ancestors. He was the ocean. He was every movement that had led him here. He began to ceremoniously dig into the sandy earth at the bottom of the ocean. He was strong. He was a strong creature, one that he didn't recognize, but that felt more like that sun than anything he had felt, even when he had first felt the sun itself. He began digging deeper into the earth and laughed with such delight that the bottom of the ocean wasn't a bottom at all. It was just the very opening to the tectonic plates that connected and shaped the continents of the world. For a fleeting moment, he felt a ghosting pang to look back up at the surface of the ocean just one more time. That pang flashed and channeled itself into an overwhelming cry of potent thankfulness to all the ocean, all the fish, all the waves, all the movements of his journey, for he had swam it all. He bowed his head and dove gracefully down, 
down through the plates into an even greater unknown land. Somehow he moved through the water pouring down through the crusty, dense, and then molten aspects of the earth until he reached the very core. In this core, he had the deepest remembering, like a full recovery of the most magnificent dream. He breathed in that this whole time the sun ocean, earth, and all other life had carried him, was him. And now his form was all of them, effervescing as one in this molten center. He was joyfully engulfed. Any part of him that had remembrance of being a fish, he gladly let burn away. The lava was the wave. He didn't fight, for he became it and now was the force itself entirely. In his new beingness, he felt himself as the force radiating through the earth and shaping it and all the creatures on it. Every part of his journey was still with him. He could recall the feel of the waves, the sun on his face, the gratitude of seeing another light in the darkest depths, even his fish mother gazing at him from across the dinner table. But he was here now, in the center of it all. What was next, he didn't know. But he had come this far and didn't need to look back. Thanks so much for joining me on this podcast, Moving Through Humanness. Hey, Star Stuff, I just want to take a second to say thank you so much for being here. And if this podcast has inspired you, motivated you, uplifted you in any sort of way, let's spread the good. Go ahead, share this podcast, subscribe. Come check me out on my subscription channel, such as Substack, where you can find deeper diving into these practices and into the philosophy of how we arrive at greater levels of freedom of expression and connectedness to the creative force of the universe. Take a screenshot of what's going on right now. Go ahead and share it on your social media and tag me on Instagram at Ash Creator Being. And I would love to connect with you there as well. Thanks so much for helping spread the good and growing our brave new world. Mm-hmm.